Welcome to The Sound, KQAL-FM's weekly behind-the-scenes look at Minnesota-made music. From writing and recording to distribution and promotion, The Sound is your source for new releases and exclusive interviews from Minnesota artists. Support for The Sound is made possible by a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Rolling. Tonight on The Sound, we are joined in the studio by Luke Hendrickson to dive into his first full-length album, One Night at the Crystal Lounge. Luke is an up-and-coming country musician from Rochester, Minnesota, whose hard work ethic and down-home attitude really shine through on this album. Tonight, we sit down with Luke to check out the album and hear some of the stories behind the music. We even get to hear an exclusive in-studio acoustic performance from Luke. I'm Bill Stoneberg. Stick around as we do One Night at the Crystal Lounge with Luke Hendrickson on The Sound. South Dakota by Luke Hendrickson, a country artist from Rochester, Minnesota, and that's from his new album, One Night at the Crystal Lounge. Uh, Luke, welcome to the show today. Hey, Bill. Thanks. Uh, pleasure having you on here. Um, I think I was telling you a little bit before we got started uh, that I think I saw, I, I don't even know exactly how I found out about you, but I think it was on Facebook, and I think it was that I saw a live video of you playing um, um, Half the Shit is the song that I saw in the video. Um and I was like, I was kind of blown away. So I searched you out and found uh, your band camp and uh, realized you have a new album out coming out. So, um, and I'm, then I'm looking at your tour schedule and your gigging schedule. And, uh, you know, I've spoken to you a few times. I found out you're a husband and father. How the hell do you do all this? <laughs> it seems like you're a very busy guy. You know, what's life like right now? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm, we're just figuring out as we go. My wife and I, she's busy. She right. does it. She's involved in the local uh, community theater. Oh, cool. I'm busy with this. We just made it work. You know, we're, we're still making it work. Right. Still trying to figure it out. A lot of right. times I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just doing it. Right, right. Um, she's very supportive. Mm-hmm. Obviously, she right. has to be. Um, you know, I'm not, my tour schedule is busy, but you'll notice on there it's a lot of long weekends. Maybe a week here, maybe a week there. Right. Um, get help from my mom, her parents, friends. Right. Um, when the plus is I've been a stay at home dad for a while. So I get to, when I'm around, I'm, I'm home during the day, you know, That's cool. take them to school and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. 
it's it's tough sometimes, but we're pretty used to it by now. Right. We're just going with the flow, man. That's cool. That's really cool, and that's <laughs> and I think that's important for uh, artists to have uh, uh, support of home life and support of family. You know, and it sounds like you guys are both involved in the arts, so yeah. kind of works out good that way, right? Yeah. So, so I was gonna play a tune, um, Maggie in the Morning, from your new uh, from your new album, uh, One Night at the Crystal Lounge. Sure. Uh, is there a story behind this or anything? This seems like it's kind of personal, uh, personal life kind of story here. Sure. Well, Maggie is my wife's name, mm-hmm. so there's no real confusing <laughs> who that's about, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I think that was one that, like a lot of these, I think I had maybe just the chorus or something resembling a chorus mm-hmm. that I had written down on some paper forgot about it for a long time or maybe didn't completely forget about it but thought about it once in a while went back to it i thought you know what i gotta do something with this and it was just right. it was just it ended up bugging me after a while well <laughs> i think i just had the chorus it was i think it was just those eyes um they let me know when i messed up again those same eyes are like a blue flowing river i want to jump right in i thought mm-hmm. well that's i thought person i thought it was too good to just let it sit on the notebook right, paper right and yeah, I think I might have finished that about a year ago. It's hard to say. Okay. And uh, I mean, the story is basically, it's just, it's a love song. Right. I mean, there's not really too much more to it than that. It's mm-hmm. just uh, the words that you choose to use. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and uh, does that happen often where you've got an idea, uh, you kind of put it down for a while, come back to it and, and bam, like, I mean, did it just kind of flow out once you came back to it after a while or, um, uh, several different times it did not. Okay. You know, sure. But one day it just did. Nice. nice. And yes, that does happen quite a bit. I've got, I've got, um, scraps of paper and notebooks uh-huh. that I'm sometimes I pull what's left of my hair out trying to find <laughs> them. Cause I know I got those couple words written down somewhere. Right. Um, Yeah. That's how it goes, right? Yeah. Cool. Well, here it is. This is Maggie in the Morning from Luke Hendrickson. This is off of his uh, new album called One Night at the Crystal Lounge. And uh, here it is, Maggie in the Morning.
And that was Maggie in the Morning by Luke Hendrickson. That's off of his uh, new album that's called One Night at the Crystal Lounge. And uh, Luke is in the studio with us here today. So, Luke, you know, I was also, I was looking at your website, and there's an an About Me section. And according to the website, it says you started out as a metal bass player. True. Um, So... How did that come about? What inspired you to pick the bass up? You know, what ins- what initially got you playing music? Sure, um, always been interested in music my whole life. There was always records playing in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, like we were saying before the interview, uh, Bill's got records on the wall here, and it mm-hmm. uh, made me kind of think of, of as a kid. My mom still got the same collection, and I love going down there to play them because awesome. Um, it's just it's fun, and it's uh, it's um, what's the word? <laughs> like nostalgic kinda. nostalgic yeah, yes. yeah yeah and uh so yeah i i probably asked my mom for a guitar I, I know i got one from her for christmas or a birthday or something when i was about 14 mm-hmm. <clears throat> just some you know some pretty inexpensive used uh, electric guitar right never really did anything with it for whatever reason i, I think she taught me a couple chords that she remembered from when mm-hmm. she was younger it pretty much just sat in the corner and and you know, and got stuff spilled on it when I was a stupid kid rustling around <laughs> in my room. Right. And then one day, I think I was about 17, a good friend of mine had told me he had acquired this guitar, so I should come over to his house and jam. Well, I didn't know how to jam, uh-huh. but I brought my guitar over to his house anyways, but his guitar looked different than mine. It hmm. was a lot longer. It had bigger ah, strings. Uh-huh. And that, I was like, what, what the heck is this thing, you know? Right. That, that was when I first learned about a bass. We traded on the spot. Oh, he wow. liked mine better. I liked the bass better. We wow. just traded, and that was it. Cool. And uh, I brought that home, figured out, and I got a little amp with it, I think, and mm-hmm. liked just the the sound that just would come through you, you know, go through you. Right. The low end. And I uh, started automatically hearing the bass lines in songs, which I had never, probably as a kid, never really thought about. Probably mm-hmm. heard them, but didn't know what it was, didn't care to. Right. But I instantly connected with it, and that's when I probably spent many hours every day learning how to play it all by myself. Um, I was a senior in high school, and they had a, I don't know if they still do it, but they had like a senior project mm-hmm. that we had to do that was a bit like a third of our grade or something for the last semester type of thing, and I okay. did mine on... I think the history of rock and roll, but you had nice. to tie a physical project in with it. Uh-huh. Mine was to to learn how to play the, the bass, at least nice. somewhat. Right. And so, I rushed through the history of rock and roll thing and put out <laughs> a really a D minus worthy paper on that because right. all I was doing was playing playing guitar to the point where mom's coming into my room at one two in the morning. Oh wow, Luke, I love you. I know that you love this, and I'm uh-huh. glad, but you gotta get get some sleep. You know. <laughs> And so that was it. I, I had a friend who sort of tinkered on the drums and his older brother who played guitar. And so we came in for this final test. Um, and we performed, I think, Black Sabbath Paranoid and like a CCR, Have You Ever Seen the Rain? Nice. In front of like the band teacher and a, uh-huh. some other teachers. Right. And, you know, and there were some girls in there clapping. I thought, oh, they never really cared about me before. So mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. And uh, that's it. I, I just, I got, I was heavy into the bass Ended up getting a five-string bass, getting in really into the heavy metal, the hardcore and death metal and stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, joined a band in Rochester when I on um, the MySpace days. Okay, sure. Um, I saw I saw this band at a, at a party and a house party on the back porch one night. Got pretty drunk, went home, followed them on MySpace right away. It was like weeks later they posted that they needed a bass player. <laughs> so I think I had to have some drinks again to get the courage to even send him a message saying, hey, I could do that. <laughs> and I went down there, had long hair, and I think, you know, 
an Iron Maiden shirt or something. And they're right. like, oh, you're our guy. Cool. But I had already learned all their songs, too. You know, oh, I nice. I was kind of obsessive like that. Uh-huh. So I, I was called Verge of Collapse, and we did a lot of cool stuff. And, and that band eventually fizzled out, as things do. Right. Um, but, yeah. I'm probably uh, rambling here. No, that's good. That's good, though. It's a cool story. You know, it's always, um, I just, I always find it interesting of how people got started, you know, and where they, you know, kind of where they come from and their musical journey and their musical background. Um, it's interesting. Um, I myself uh, started out as a bass player. Right and the funny thing is, is uh, uh, we couldn't find a bass player. So I was like, well, I'll do it. Right. Well, where are we going to get a bass? I'm like, I'm going to join the jazz band at high in school. So I joined the then school jazz band so I could borrow the bass and take it home. And that's how we, that's how I started. But I was curious because, um, you know, when you're, you know, having that in your background, playing bass, does that, uh, affect your writing and the way you think about music? Like, do you hear, um, bass lines when you're writing your songs and stuff like that? Or? Yeah. So, and that's, um, it's kind of funny you asked that because I don't think I realize that it did, but it does. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first of all, like for the most part, in general terms, like country bass, mm-hmm. you know, is much different than than heavy metal or rock and roll bass. Right. Heavy metal, especially because you're basically following the guitar, you know, mm-hmm. in heavy metal. The bass in, um, m- for the most part, in country music is very punctuated. It's on the face, boom, boom, right. boom, boom, you know, and it really sort of accents. Um, and uh, but yeah, so being. Uh, playing solo for so long on the once I started singing country, mm-hmm. uh, or the last couple of years, anyways, I had to. I learned how to hit those root notes, really, really accent them. Okay. To give sort of a, a bassy feel and a give feel. it a groove and, and keep the keep the beat going, rather than just strumming. Just, right, right. So that's kind of how I ended up ended up doing that. And now since I've started playing with my guitar player John, who I met mm-hmm. doing playing out all these duo gigs that we do. It helps so much. It helps. Sometimes we're in rooms where we can't hear the best. And right. so if I can keep on that root note, mm-hmm. that helps him right. hear. It helps him follow along with his leads and everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it probably did uh, affect my playing a lot. So wh- where did the transition come from when you were playing like heavy metal bass into uh, singing and playing country? Sure. Yeah, and it was um, probably tor- at, towards the end of, of our time as a in verge of collapse together we used to practice at my drummer's house in his basement Mm -hmm. and he had acoustic guitars laying around and i'm not i don't remember the exact moment but i always liked not always but at at this point i had been into country music uh like old school country music for Mm -hmm. a good probably five four five six years right and i'm sure that probably came up occasionally until one time bobby my my drummer still a friend of mine had brought up that his dad what, played guitar in a, in a local country band for many years, a long time ago. Nice. And he liked all that old stuff, too. Mm-hmm. We had never really um, talked about it, but we started to with a band. The rest of the guys would, excuse me, would leave after practice, and we would sit in the basement and strum, you know, whatever, family tradition and nice. whatever we knew at the time. Uh-huh. And he was like, hey, you sing pretty good, you know, I should should do this and so we started doing it more and we he would have parties out there campfire uh-huh. luke sang you know so i did and just started doing it more and more and um my buddy rick who i got a shout out rick ferdinand he was our our merch guy he made all our t-shirts um he was also a promoter guy him along with this dude andy 
was like, he was getting, have you heard of Wayne Hancock? I've heard of him. I have not Texas heard of him. Guy. Yeah. He was uh, making his merchandise too, his t-shirts okay. and stuff. And he was really, really hardcore troubadour, 300 shows a year. And so he was, Rick started setting up these shows. I think he, he got them at the Eagles Club in Rochester. And he came to me and said, Luke, I know you've been doing this country thing in the basement with Bobby and his dad. If you can put a whole band together and put together a half an hour or something, you can open the show for Wayne, Wayne the Train. I'm like, nice, sweet, sounds good, you know. And uh-huh. that's kind of how I've always done everything, which is, sure, let's do it. Uh-huh. And so that's what happened. We got my friend uh, Ryan, who was the screamer in our band. Uh-huh. You know, I knew he had a bass background, too. So, here, come play some country. And he's like, okay, sure. <laughs> but got on it, and you could see him smiling right away. He loved it. Cool. And we had this friend, Whitney, who drummed for us. So we did this gig. Got a great response, mm-hmm. you know. Looking back, there's a couple videos of that show. Look back, I kind of cringe a little bit, you know. Well, sure. That's, that's going know. on 10 years ago now. Right. But uh, And that's basically how that started. And then from then, he, he started getting... Wayne Hancock came back a few more times. Whitey Morgan was sort of unknown back then. Uh-huh. Brought him to town, played with oh. North Star. We got to open those shows. Sweet. Um, who else? Bob Wayne. Mm-hmm. Bob Wayne and the Outlaw Carnies was coming through. We got to open those shows. Nice. Because we were basically the only band that I knew of or that any of us knew of in Rochester anyways, doing like old school country. Mm-hmm, and it was right. all covers at the time. Uh-huh. Sure. But yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Well, uh, let's get back into some tunes. Let's play another song ears. Um, uh, this one is the first track on the new album. Uh, the new album is called one night at the crystal lounge. And, uh, this is, uh, the first track called black Hills boogie. This is Luke Hendrickson with black Hills boogie right here on KQL. That's from his new album called One Night at the Crystal Lounge. And uh, Luke is in the studio with us today. Uh, so, Luke, you know, we're kind of talking about your background and how you got into uh, music in the first place, how you gravitated towards uh, writing country and stuff like that. Um, how about your writing? Like, 
you know, I mean, I've, I've seen you a couple times now uh, with uh, just you and a guitar player. I've seen you with the full band. Um, do you write with the band or do you kind of like come up with the structure of a song and bring it to the band? How, how does that process work? Uh, so far, every song I've written has been by myself. Okay. Yeah. So the, the band that I currently have was... Um, well, that was I, I recruited them because for some because um, I knew I was going to be recording an album. Mm-hmm. A and B, I think it, actually that should be B. A was because I got hired to do like an outdoor street dance. Last, well, the street dance was in was in June, but I think it was maybe January, February. They mm-hmm. approached me and said, "Hey, can you come do this street dance?" And I'm like, "Well, thank you," because it's down in my home area. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Thank you for asking, but I don't have a band. You know, you can't get <laughs> a band for that." It's like, "Well, we really love you." To, to do it anyway so i got my friend bell back on ryan i call him bell back mm-hmm. on board to play bass i put an ad out for a drummer so the band this band is, is a pretty new thing okay um uh, so no i have not collaborated um actually with anyone really just recently actually i just wrote a song i don't know, maybe last week or the week before that i and i i had somebody in mind my friend ryan chris out in colorado mm-hmm so I sent it to him and said, hey, man, how do you like this? I'd like you to sing on this. Can you write a verse? So we did. So nice. I'm trying to dip my feet into collaborating. Right. Because honestly, it's not something I'm super comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I um, I get pretty, I don't know, I guess you possessive or, you know, control of my own stuff. Right. And uh, I I see things sort of in a certain way, and mm-hmm. I've got to kind of stick with that. Yeah. So hopefully someday I can be trained into uh, into collaborating uh, better. <laughs> right, right. Well, collaboration's a different beast, you know. Like you said, you get attached to those those tunes and those ideas and the way you want to sure. hear it, you know. So, yeah, definitely. Well, let's go ahead and uh, get back into some more music. This one is the title track from the album. Uh, this one's called "One Night at the Crystal Lounge," um, and this one sounds like a oh. It sounds like there's a story behind it, and maybe a kind of a wild evening or something. Uh, yeah. Is there anything like that attached to this tune? Or yeah, no, yeah, for sure. It's just uh, is what it is, or well, you know, it was. It is based on a, a particular evening. Nice. Um, I, I will. I can tell a little bit of it. Okay. Um, it was my first out of state tour. I was with my buddy Kyle. He's the one who a lot of credit to you, Kyle, for um, kind of really talking talking me into doing this full time. Mm-hmm. You should, uh, he's like, I want to get out. I think it was a, it was a, he had ulterior motives. He wanted to get out to Yellowstone and Big Sky and stuff. And he wanted to, <laughs> he wanted to take me along with, which I'm glad he did. Right. So we, he's like, how about we book this thing? You got a week, I got a week off. Ask your wife if you can get a week off. <laughs> Let's make it a work trip. And so we did. We booked like nine, nine days, seven shows in nine days. Nice. Uh, South Dakota, Wyoming, Montana. And we had an off day. Like a Sunday in Billings, mm-hmm. we thought we're gonna we're gonna get drunk, we're gonna go bowling, we're gonna we do we're gonna screw around. Right, we don't gotta be anywhere till tomorrow. So that's what we did. We checked into this motel. It was a dump. We were already just laughing, laughing our butts off about the whole prospect of town. I'm sorry, Billings. It looked pretty depressing. Um, we found a <laughs> casino bar. It depressed us even further. We said, well, that place down the street looks a little better. It was called the Crystal Lounge. Big marquee on the corner lit uh-huh. up. It looked like, all right, that's promising. Right. We walked in there. The bartender gal, super friendly, jumped on it. A couple of drinks right in front of us. Go to pay for it. Gives us our changes. Like, oh, no, I got I got both of them. She's like, oh, yeah, that's, I mean, just cheap. Cool. It was what we're used to anyways in Rochester. Right, right, right. But, uh, yeah, so, I mean, 
I don't just a good old time. It was huh? a good time, and we we were there all night. It turned out to be a karaoke bar, which we didn't realize. <laughs> there was these sort of there was a lot of characters hanging around. I mean, mm-hmm. there was a what do I talk about in the song? Uh, cowboy hats obviously out there right um there there was at one point a booming coal industry from what i understand and that was sort of drying up and uh some folks looked like they might have had some money and come from that there was dudes walking there was a poker room in the back too so there was people sort of who walking by look shady characters Uh uh-huh i love shady characters right some people probably think i am one (laughs) walking just straight to the back poker room and then promptly getting kicked out or rent running out of money or whatever oh, wow. dudes with gold teeth and it was just a, a good <laughs> mismatch of people right and so we got real real silly uh-huh. on booze and other stuff right and uh <laughs> signed my friend up for karaoke and much to his uh chagrin and to his surprise and went bowling came back and closed the bar down and Fell down in the parking lot on the way back from the Denny's or whatever it was. It was just a good night. <laughs> it sounds like said, a Kyle, good night. I got to write a song about this, so uh-huh. I did. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. And uh, I love the tune, too, and it just it sounds like it was a blast, you know, listening to the it tune. It was. So, well, heck yeah. Here is uh, One Night at the Crystal Lounge by uh, Luke Hendrickson. This is off his uh, album called One Night at the Crystal Lounge. So here it is, One Night at the Crystal Lounge, right here on 89.5 KQAL. <laughs> Just spend one night downtown at the Crystal Lounge It's a place where any trouble you desire is found Pull up a stool and throw a few dollars down There's cowboy hats and dreadlocked hair There's permed grandmothers and coal millionaires A little trashy but flashy and it's a mighty fine place to be It was a Sunday evening the place it hadn't started humming The woman at the bar had her drinks on the ready Like she already knew we were coming Three dollars bought a beer and a bloody So I got a couple double rounds of bourbon for my buddy He did the same for me and then we started getting funny Funny cause the colors were colliding Splashing neon on the ceiling just about lost it at the gold tooth man and the multicolored pimps that he was wearing. Before we knew it, the place was really hopping. The barrage of crooked faces didn't show no signs of stopping, dropping cash like it was acid on the back room poker they were playing. Just spend one night downtown at the Crystal Lounge. It's a place where any trouble you desire is found. Pull up a stool and throw a few That was One Night at the Crystal Lounge. That's the title track from Luke Hendrickson's new album called One Night at the Crystal Lounge. <laughs> Luke is in the studio with us right now. Uh, Luke, this next one was the first single you released from the new album called Good with a Gun. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a great tune. Great tune. And it sounds like a pretty personal story, kind of deep uh, oh. stuff here. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about that? or um, if you I want. mean, it's, yeah, sure. I mean, it's, uh, it's pretty self-explanatory. I mean, I... 
I mean, without, it, it was a tough time. I mean, I think a lot of people go through something like that. Mm-hmm. Once I think the listeners hear the song, they'll probably pretty much know where it's coming from. Okay, I mean, sure. I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. I was a bad man. Right. You know, I was with my mom. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, yeah, it's, it's bits and pieces kind of all put in to make it sound like it's, it's a day in the life of. Mm-hmm. But it's a couple different scenarios. I could have probably gone on and on with that. But, right. But I, uh, um, Sometimes I have a tough time getting through that one. I did when I wrote it. Yeah. So that's how I knew it was good. Right. But uh, that's one of those where I was, I had half a mind to just keep it, you know, to myself. Mm-hmm. But then I think I showed one friend and they're like, no, 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 they got to hear that. So, yeah, I mean, uh, a couple times live, I've, you know, I've sort of said something about, you know, speaking out about domestic violence and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And, right. Which... I may continue to do as the mood strikes me, but mm-hmm. I think if once listeners hear the hear the words to it, they'll probably they'll probably understand where it's coming from. Yeah, so. I think so. Maybe we should just let it speak for itself. Yeah. Um, and I will tell you, man, uh, uh, when that came out the first time I heard it, I did have a tear in my eye. So it's a killer song. So uh, here it is. This is "Good with a Gun" from Luke Hendrickson, and this is off his new album called "One Night at the Crystal Lounge." Crying is more than a little girl can take 
bridges through the creek and the rain and slash tires a shirt and an easy skate well, he revved up his engine as he yelled out her names that I'd be damned if I was gonna let that bastard hurt my family again well I couldn't stand a loser I'd half that I'm thinking about doesn't matter half that I'm thinking about doesn't matter half that I'm thinking about doesn't matter half that I'm thinking about well it doesn't matter get out of head girl you're doing too much thinking get a hold of your best girlfriends have a good old night out drinking head downtown shrug off those clowns you notice what they're thinking and your problems they're an illusion now so just spend the whole night singing half that I'm thinking about doesn't matter And that was half the I'm thinking about doesn't matter. That's by Luke Hendrickson, and uh, that's from his latest album, One Night at the Crystal Lounge. And before that, we heard Good with a Gun off the same album, and uh, Luke is in the studio with us today. So, Luke, this tune, you know, it's obviously we've censored it for the radio, but uh, <laughs> this was, I believe this was the first tune I heard, like I said earlier. Um, I think I saw a live video of it, and I think, it, I don't know if it was on Facebook or YouTube, but mm-hmm. uh, I was instantly hooked, you know, the chorus. Right and uh, and it's honestly, man, like, like when I hear it, and now when I play it, I immediately want to sing along, like right away as, as you start singing. Hell and yeah. I, to me, that's a mark of a great song. And it's so funny because it's not FCC friendly because of <laughs> the, you know, the word in there. Yeah. And, uh, but I don't know if that matters anymore today because it almost seems like stream. Well, it is. Streaming is taking over, mm-hmm. you know, as the way people listen to music. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Like radio versus, and, and you don't have to be nice to us just because we're on the radio right now, but what do you think about that? Streaming versus radio and releasing stuff, you know, and do you have to, does it even matter anymore whether you say in the title or not, you know? I mean, um, Well, if that's what the song is and calls for, I'm just going to do it. Right. Um, I mean, I, I'm I'm f- fairly new to really the whole the radio and streaming game mm-hmm. myself uh, from being on this side of it anyways. Right. But I do think, well, I mean, here, I'm not, I'm not trying to get big. So mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, really trying to, I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried right. about that. I have enough other songs if I want to get it, you know, try to push some radio play mm-hmm. with you guys and everything. Right. Then we can give you a different song. Right. I recorded that song because that's the way it turned out. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it is. I like it. So there you go. Streaming, I think, does make it easier right. um, for new, new people to find you. Um, as far as the explicit lyrics, I mean, if you look on like Spotify, there's just a little E next to it. Right. What's that to stop yeah. you from listening to it anyways? Yeah. You know, that's yeah. just to cover their butts, you know, put the E there. We mm-hmm. warned you. Yeah. Um, on the radio, you can censor it, which... Like I said, good, you know, kudos for trying to censor that one because it's the whole (laughs) chorus. So, um, 
But yeah, I'm not going to censor myself. If somebody else is going to censor me, well, that's, you know, because they have to or because they want to, whatever. That's mm-hmm. it's, it's right. out of my hands. Right, right. Well, I appreciate you letting us uh, play that one because uh, because we have to censor it to sure. air it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I just couldn't leave it out. You know, I, you. it's so catchy and I want people to hear that because, and I'm looking forward to, like I said, I've seen you with the band before live, but I don't think I've seen you play that tune. I'm not sure if I did or not. And if I did, I can't wait to hear it again. You know, I can't <laughs> wait to see that live with a crowd and everything. You know, well, I will not cause... censor myself. All right. Fantastic. <laughs> looking forward to it. Anyway, uh, we're talking to Luke Hendrickson here. Uh, uh, where can they find out about where you're playing and stuff? What's the best avenue? Like sure. Facebook or website? Yeah. So Facebook is great for, for just general updates. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a huge difference in what you can see on the desktop version versus the mobile version. Right. So unfortunately, unfortunately the mobile app which is what most people are on i think on their phones doesn't really show up show the schedule from bands in town so what i do is i have a bands in town mm, which nice. i think most people probably know about that yeah it's, it's an app yep. and you can select artists that you want to follow push the track and it'll give you notifications when they're playing in your area so that's right. my whole schedule is on bands in town awesome which is also on my website um luke hendrickson music.com okay which i'll admit is pretty uh pretty minimalistic in what what is on there and i should update that but you know so many hours in the day i don't know i prefer minimalistic to tell the truth <laughs> when it comes to stuff like that man well i just need to update easy it to navigate stuff. easy to find yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah so if you go to my website the whole schedule is there it's just imported from bands in town but you can also click on the bands in town tab like this i think it's the like this or the horns oh I yeah think the blue yep, horns the... that are you can click on that and it'll take you to bands in town you can track me Cool. So that is where my full schedule is at. Of course, Facebook, you can come for the actual event, like you find the event pages right. and all that. Yep, so yep. between those two. We'll be able uh, to find you. Yeah, absolutely, yep. Awesome. Yep. And so, you know, of course, my stuff, I have minimal stuff on Spotify, iTunes, but with the new album, that's all going to be on there. I put the old EP on there, mm-hmm. iTunes, Apple, Bandcamp, Spotify, Google Play Music, all, all sorts of play, things that I haven't heard of either. Right. It's all out there. So, right. And awesome. Really, so, yeah. All the places you stream <clears throat> stuff, right? Yes. So, Luke, uh, on your first, your EP, Comfort Food, uh, you have a tune on there called North Country Outlaw. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of, I'm kind of curious, you know, because it seems like there's there's more country acts popping up lately, or at least... Um, at least among like my friend circles, it's become a lot more popular, mm. you know, and especially going out and seeing live acts and stuff like that. Um, but I've noticed a lot of a lot of original country acts in the in the area will play tribute shows. You know, like you have Greg Hall down on the cross, and you know, and oh, he yeah. does a lot of different tribute shows, yeah, stuff great. like that. Yeah, um, String String Dingers up in uh, Minneapolis, they're more on the bluegrass side of things, but I've seen them do a lot of outlaw country tribute shows. Um, is it is it tough to break into doing original country in the area, or is it maybe just something we haven't seen a lot of yet? Or I am forcing my way into it. Right, right. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that song I wrote. That was one of the first songs I I wrote. So that's probably nice. that's probably eight, nine, ten years old. Oh wow! And that was one when, when I had my old band. Um, it was strictly a cover band. Mm-hmm. We did start to play a couple of my songs, but yeah. So I wrote that from perspective of yeah somebody who who is playing country music in an area not traditionally known right for country music mm-hmm. right yeah and so and that was even just coming from somebody playing playing the classics you right know, what was which, what we were doing at the time playing a lot of merle and Waylon and willie and all that stuff mm-hmm. um it did feel somewhat isolating you know 
at least right away, coming from the heavy metal world and the rock world, and people my age weren't really listening to that. Mm-hmm. But then gradually it became very uh, encouraged by the reception we were getting and that I was getting for my love of it and my accruing knowledge of it, mm-hmm. of, of, the, of the art form of country music. <clears throat> and so, yeah, that's basically where that song came from. You know, nice. Um, and yeah, there is a resurgence mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Um, there's, I mean, with with social media and everything, and and the internet streaming, mm-hmm. there's so much more out there. I mean, there's great Facebook groups to go on. Go look up a group called American Outlaws. Go look up a group called Honky Tonk Heroes on Facebook. Uh, Honky Tonk Dream. I mean, there's there's so many that are out there that are promoting independent. Right. Musicians. Everybody's right. got a chance, it mm-hmm. seems like, mm-hmm. you know. No offense, but you don't need the radio play right. like maybe you did however many years ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's true. great to get it. It's great to get that. And these right. college stations are great for that, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, but, yeah, there, there's, a, there's a resurgence for sure, <laughs> yeah. which I think started, I mean, it's probably been trickling in for a while, but mm-hmm. like Hank 3, you know. Yeah, fifteen twenty years ago when he started, that really started. That's that's what started me really finding out about nice. all these people. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it, it's a good time to be doing it. Yeah, I think so too. I would agree. I and would not agree. even just country music, but I think independent music in general. Exactly. I was just gonna say, there's a lot of uh, uh, a lot of music festivals too that will marry different genres together. You know, oh, yeah. like I've seen a lot of stuff where it's. Um, you know, there's country bands, there's bands that are labeled Americana, then there's bands that are like soul and funk, and, and you'll have it all throughout the day, you know? So I think it's a really cool thing, you know, bringing all these original acts up together, you know? And, yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, very cool. And I always thought, I just want to throw this in there because I love that tune, the uh, North Country Outlaw. Oh, thank you. Because it reminds me, I uh, for a while now, I've been thinking to myself, you know, uh, the South kind of has their own genre, Southern rock. Right? You know, I mean, that's a valid genre label, I think, oh, yeah. and uh, uh, one that I, I, I love, in fact. But, you know, I thought to myself, why does the South get their own genre? What about us here in the North? You know, I've lived up here in the North my whole life. And so I thought, well, maybe we could have Northern country, you know. So seeing more country acts coming out here in the Minnesota, I'm like, hey, you know what? Maybe that's a real thing, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you so, know, that reminds me. There's another good page, actually, that it's kind of up and coming, but it's, uh, it's out of the UP of Michigan called The Northern Outlaw. Nice. Which you should look, you should look him up, too. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, we've been here with Luke Hendrickson tonight, and uh, his new album is called One Night at the Crystal Lounge. Well, Luke, thanks for joining us today. It was a pleasure having you. Same, man. Super happy to be here. Awesome. I encourage anyone out there to uh, listen to Luke's new album. And uh, thanks again, Luke, and uh, we'll see you all later. Yes, sir. Thanks again to Luke Hendrickson for joining us tonight on The Sound. For more information on Luke and his music, go to LukeHendricksonMusic.com. For more deep dives into local and regional albums, tune into The Sound every Wednesday night at 6 right here on 89.5 KQAL. I'm Bill Stoneberg, and we've just heard from Luke Hendrickson with his album One Night at the Crystal Lounge on The Sound. But then I was shown that I should just do what comes natural. Didn't grow up in Dixie I never saw cotton fields Till I was 25 Though I don't feel far from them I don't believe it
matters if your creeks are red or if and when are your legs are frozen I could have been from anywhere in this world that kind of thing can't be chosen it ain't as lonely as you think being a north country outlaw yes I've got a few brothers and sisters up here who I ain't flying any flag, ain't got a need to brag I'm just a-doin' what comes natural It ain't as lonely as you think being a North Country outlaw Thanks for listening to The Sound. The Sound is produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. Visit us online at kqal.org. Theme music for the sound provided by Mike Terrell of Fires of Denmark.